0: welcome to the EchoCast, episode episode the i am bond diesel And this is my podcast about The Division 2, its community news, speculation, and updates. Like I said, I am Von Diesel. I do Division stuff such as this podcast, supposedly Twitch streams, YouTube videos, and other things about Division 2. Today, we will have a state of the game recap. We'll talk about some Division 2 news and speculation, some community topics, listener questions, and content updates. I would like to thank our Patreon supporters for this month. Benny, Hassan, Christian, Darren, Dale, Tony, Justin, Jimmy, Tim, PK, and DJ. Your support is very much appreciated and has definitely helped me uh, continue being able to do this podcast uh, and such. Uh, If you'd like to support the podcast and my other content, please check out patreon.com slash theechocast. Okay, State of the Game Recap. Um, Today we had Hamish, Bruce, and Chris talking about Title Update 9, which released on the 21st of April. Uh, They talked a lot about various bug fixes and things that happened, uh, such as how Title Update 9 changed everyone's striker knee pads into level 1 gear. Uh, So that has been fixed with a hot patch. Uh, But there is a bunch of other stuff as well if you want the full patch notes you are going to need to check out the forums, uh, the big topic, uh, if anyone pays attention to the social media of this game, uh, was obviously going to be the M1A nerf that was not announced. Uh, people figured out that it, it basically took down the damage 40%. So what they said here was that it was essentially a mistake that they are working on a balancing patch that will include the M1A, Um, But that this nerf wasn't on purpose, and that's why it wasn't in the patch notes. I guess at first Chris kind of made it sound like he forgot to put it on, and then Bruce kind of made it sound like they didn't actually mean for it to be in there. We'll talk about that after I go through these notes, but I don't know. They are going to reverse the change for PvE, so the M1A will work the the same as it did before uh for PvE for PvP they're going to retain 20% of the nerf um because supposedly uh there's people who uh, like the nerf um, apparently doesn't know why they aren't just going to keep it 4D but I uh, I don't know things so um they're kind of keeping the nerf for PvP they talked a bit about how there's a long-term balancing pass being worked on that they hope can be out uh probably around June um, but this, the work from home situation is hindering, uh, work a lot. I think what people need to realize about the work from home, cause I'm experiencing it myself, I can, you know, and they, I assume can basically do everything they need to do. The problem comes with, um, the communication with other people. And the fact that I have to just assume that there's like 50 different groups of people working on this game, um, you know, teams of three or four or five people, maybe more, Um, who all have to coordinate, which when they're in in an office across the hallway from each other is relatively easy when they're all at their own homes, uh, is significantly harder. Um, they did talk about the raid, um, in in title update nine. Now if you go to the raid screen, it shows both raids, um, and they're still expecting it to come out in the spring timeframe. Uh, but they did not give a specific date quite yet. Um, there was a lot more balanced talk as well. Um, they also mentioned that Stadia apparently has some kind of issue with its UI, and that's a different platform of the game. If you didn't know, um, Stadia is a Linux based platform, which, at least as far as I know, most AAA games don't work on Linux, most games in general don't. They have because they have to make a whole separate game, um, kind of like how they have had to use to make a different you know port for like well even now nintendo switch compared to xbox you you can't run the same game on both um so that's how stadia is as well um which means that someone had to spend time and development money to make division two work on stadia so for the i made the joke on twitter for the six people who are playing division two on stadia they're going to be behind on updates. This isn't um surprising. Um games like I think like Borderlands and Destiny are like way behind on patches. Destiny may not be. Um but the big difference is that Division 2 is crossplay. So people on Stadia can play with people on PC. Uh so I don't really know how them being behind on patches and stuff affects the game, but I suspect there's so few people it doesn't matter. Um, as for the other things they talked about during the stay of the game, I'm gonna be straight up, I got pretty bored <laughs> and I was a little distracted with my daughter and some other stuff that was going on. Uh and so if you want to catch the last 10, 20 minutes and see what they talked about, they went into some more detail. Um, but if I have to be totally honest, I kind of lost track. So um so this stay of the game. This game, and I think any game and really any information giving body um has, has such a tough job um in deciding when and what uh you know when to say things and what to say and and the issue with this is is kind of what i mentioned before it maybe i misheard so you know don't take my uh word for it listen for yourself but it kind of seems like chris came out and said like oh i forgot to put the this change on the patch notes but then it kind of seemed like they're like oh but this wasn't supposed to be in the patch So if you forgot to put it in the patch notes, then it was intended to be in this patch or it wasn't. And I guess I'm just confused by that. So I don't know if he's saying that, like it wasn't supposed to be in the game yet, but if it was, then I forgot and whoops. Like, I just don't, I don't know. The thing about this game and the people at massive and ubisoft is i have never had a bad experience basically with any of them Um, especially when i've gotten to meet a lot of them either at e3 or last year at the event in san francisco i got to go to um these people are really really cool i've i've gotten to meet yannick a couple times um i i I've, i've gotten to meet um you know I got to meet Frederick, who's no longer on the game, but you know, I've gotten to meet multiple people. Even Julian. I've gotten to meet I've gotten to meet him a couple of times. And these guys are all and these girls, the you know, the all the people who work on this game seem great. That said, <laughs> it, it just ever since the first game and, and still now today, there just seems to be such a um such an issue with just the communication transparency um you know the cm specifically hamish and chris uh, these other whoever else is still on the cm team i kind of don't shauna uh that guy in north carolina who i don't think follows anyone i don't uh and i'm not talking amper i don't amper is obviously gone um whoever they are you know they're they're obviously only allowed to say so much and then and hamish isn't even technically a cm he's has a different position, but it's still part of his role. And I'm sure that Hamish would love to say, hey, look, here's everything I know. Because I'm sure he and everyone who shows up on these stay of the Games knows more than they're allowed to tell. But the problem with dealing with a giant corporation is there's people who probably aren't even at Massive, who are probably at Ubisoft Paris, who decide what they can and can't talk about and how they can talk about it. I've seen people compare it to a game like Warframe a lot, um, but Digital Extremes is owned by no one. They are their own dev. They are independent uh, and they, I think they even publish the game themselves, which is rare. Um, Not many companies publish their own game. At least they didn't used to. Now it's a little bit more common, but still not very so like I don't blame Hamish I don't blame Chris I don't blame Bruce I don't blame any of the people's faces that we see like I don't blame them for this frustration um but unfortunately they're still the face of this situation um with this game I mean I've even found I mean I'm kind of frustrated at this point even and anyone who's probably still listening to this podcast knows I'm as big of a fanboy as anybody is and and I still am um but I'm bored Uh, you know, I talked a bit about the seasons, I think last week, um, it's cool. And I mean, I know that there's a new agent I can hunt in the manhunt. I kind of don't care. I'm going to do it for sure, but I just, okay. I mean, I'll get to it. I, you know, like I talked about last week, you know, red storm being gone. Someone like Frederick. I mean, at this point, I, I almost have, I have very few people left. Uh, because people have have either left the game or uh, the studios have left or that they're doing other projects now i mean i even find that people i got to know two three years ago who were involved with the game um aren't anymore and so my assumption is that they're being replaced and that there's new blood being brought in which can be really good um but it's still kind of like I i don't want to say concerning But it's definitely kind of, um, nerve wracking, I guess, or we just don't know, like, where's this going? I guess I just don't under, I don't think, uh, I don't think we know like what is in store for division two, uh, after the mid roll, I have some other stuff to talk about, but like, I think the problem with these communications is that they don't really do that good of a job of like quelling people's fears on current issues. And then there's still that underlying long term like, okay, so what's going on like six months from now, or cause this raid is gonna come out. All the streamers who hate the game are gonna come back and play it, or the ones who still play it and shit on it constantly are gonna come are gonna play and they're gonna love it and it's gonna be so great and they're gonna be happy with their viewer counts and cool, cool, cool. And then four days later they're all gonna hate it again and they'll be back to business, right? Which is fine. I mean, I'm basically done with that I don't think I've watched someone stream this game or watched another division two video in like six months or more I unfortunately I, I don't listen to any other podcast because I know there's still a few who cover the game but as far as I know the only ones left other than me are like Ubisoft based or, or you know Tom Clancy based or um, they, they aren't even division two focused um and I just um I think that there's just this like kind of void going on right now because on paper there's new content like every week, right? There's, there's new apparel events and there's new you know leagues and there's the new manhunt target and, um, cool. Like, look, look at all this content, but it's not really, it's kind of what I said before. Um, I kind of made a comment, um, on Twitter that got a lot of attention where I kind of said like hey these battle passes are cool as long as they come with like new and interesting content also um this battle pass this season is neat i, I think i'm rehashing a little bit last week but like it's cool it's it's neat it's 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 fun there's always there's always a ticker going off and a big explosion on screen and hey look at this thing that you did um, but you know, after, you know, a few hundred times that loses its, you know, it's gusto. And so I think, you know, I already find myself being like, sure, you know, we have this target that's available now. There'll be another one in two weeks. And then two weeks after that, we'll have this final manhunt target, which I just assume is going to be another bounty <laughs> once you earn it, which is fine, but it's not really that interesting. Um, and then the raid, I guess will come out, you know, and that will again, probably be the way it is now where over the whole player base, what, maybe five, maybe 10% of the player base will ever do it. Um, so then it turns into like an almost DZ situation, which we'll talk about. Well, like, yeah, there's this content there that's okay, but it's only appealing to this like minuscule part of the the, the active player base you know what's what's being done for the whole thing like warlords was a really cool release that that kind of the whole community could play uh for like a couple days apparently it gave i got a good couple weeks out of it but you know like what's next other than that and i know these stay of the games they can only say what they can say but i think that there may be times where not having stay of the games is better than having them and and them kind of being confusing on what's being said, um, and and really maybe sometimes not really saying much at all. So, so there's that. Okay, let's do the mid roll. Okay, so on some division two topics, my um, I'm going to invoke the name of this podcast, and and say well, let's be honest. So I made a a, a tweet which if I'm saying that on this podcast, that's typically a scary thing. Um, so I, I have this thing where I've kind of stopped giving a damn what anyone thinks. So I'll just kind of tweet something on Twitter and say, you know, Hey, here's a thing I think. And then I'll mute that shit and not go back for like a day and then go back and type a few replies and then delete them. Cause I know it's not worth it. Uh, but and then kind of see how it plays out so i had a post on the 20th where i said um, there should have been a pve dz in the division two rotate the dz's daily between normal occupied and pve give them all unique loot mechanics in the pve zone um, would be legendary difficulty with rogue and hunter spawn chances um, and then I finished it with, I'd normally hide after saying this, but the people uh, who I'm worried about are all have me blocked. Uh, the last time I made a post like this, um, some of the super cool and still promoted by official people in the division that shouldn't be, um, you know, personalities, um, said some pretty awful shit and, and just straight lied about me and some other things. And, uh, but luckily most of them have blocked me at this point. And, um, and I don't have to worry about them. There's so what was interesting was this PVE DZ thing has been brought up in the past. Um, it, it, it was a topic I was actually against, um, I did not like the idea of that, especially in Division One because we just had the one DZ, so you would have people, you know, just not in the playing pool anymore. When in Division One, you could already like in the DZ, if you just wanted to farm you could you could mostly avoid other players and even if they found you they would kill you you fast travel to a different checkpoint and you could then continue farming if you wanted to if you didn't want to fight people you could for the most part um but the reason i've kind of changed my mind is, is a couple things um i think in division two it's a lot different because the dz's are so small that you kind of can't avoid people anymore and, and i think that's the point which is fine um, and and there's three. So like, say you add this, you don't take away anything from anyone. People who like the occupied DZ, it's there. It's still there. Doesn't go away. It's still right there. The people who want the regular DZ, bam, still there. Not taking anything away from you. And now the third DZ is this thing that, from this post. You now obviously it only has 50 replies, 145 likes. Got retweeted a few times let's see the stats on it how many interactions they get impressions got thirteen thousand impressions not too bad um but you know out of the 50 responses like six or seven were like oh no i don't want that or like calling me a cuck or whatever (laughs) but uh the most of them were like yeah and even a few people seemed like they were in my boat were like i don't know i hated this idea but actually now um, And the biggest response I got like negatively is like, oh, they all this game's already 95 percent PVE. You know, why not just add more? I was like, and I'm thinking, well, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And so from this, like, let's be honest segment, I think I kind of just want to throw out some things that I'm thinking about the game. Um, some broad things, the first one being the PVE DZ um, and, and kind of discuss. Are there some things in this game that should be added that previously people didn't want? Um, or are there some things that should just be like given up on? So one of the ad uh, categories I would say is the PVE DZ. Um, I wish it would have been there from launch at this point, because here's the thing. The biggest thing, the biggest response is, uh, well, you have the whole LZ. Why do you like, why do you need one of the DZs as well? But what I specifically am asking for is something you can't get in the DZ. It's legendary difficulty, which you can only get in certain missions. You can't get it in LZ. It's, um, you know, some throwing some mechanics. Shit, I'm not a genius. I don't know. I don't know how to design games, but I'm sure someone smart could come up with some, some unique twist on it. Give it some unique loot, some unique stuff in it. And then when you extract, you get attacked by, like, say you always get attacked by rogue agents. The way it is in missions right now. But they're going to be legendary, so they're going to whoop your ass, especially if you're in there by your own, on your own. And so, yeah, say, you know, two of them spawn and come after you and try to take your, and they take your gear. See, that's the thing. So, you know, you get some decent loot, you get some stuff you want to extract, you like what you've got, you've got that knee pad that you really needed. You go, you shoot the flare, okay, the two rogues are going to show up. And then they do, and then they kick your ass and they take your gear. It doesn't drop. You can't go back and pick it up and then extract it. It's gone. Uh, you can't find them again and kill them. No, it's it's just gone. And that's the way it goes. Um, if anything, you could throw in some survival elements into it. Uh, so every time, you know, most of the response I got was, I, you know, uh, we, we already have this. And, and my response is, no, we don't. That's false. And then there's just a lot of people who just hate the idea of it, which is fine. That's, I don't, that, there, there's no conversation to happen there. They just don't like it. Okay. Good day. See ya. Uh, and then even there's a response of, well, I like the DZ now. Okay, cool. You can still do it. <laughs> you may have to wait till tomorrow to do the DZ you prefer, uh, but it's still all there. Doesn't take away anything from anyone. And I think uh, what will probably be the, well, the second most controversial um, thing. I think that is kind of like a, let's be honest moment. Uh, the, 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 the first, uh, most controversial will be the last one. So just wait for that. Uh, but I think the second most controversial idea I have is that I think much like in the lore of the game, um, the DZ is a failed experiment. Um, and what I think that comes from is, is when they were promoting the first game, it had a three-year promotion cycle basically in 2013 they debuted the game came out in 2016 probably should have come out in 17 anyways if you go back and look at those trailers um, there was a lot about division one and it's advertising that made it look like it was going to be one thing and then it wasn't um, obviously in hindsight, one of the biggest things that people ripped on the game back then was its graphics. Now I would still argue pretty heavily with most people that I still think division one is a gorgeous game and it. Um, it wasn't obviously as cinematic and, and filled out and beautiful as the trailers originally portrayed the gameplay. Um, even games today can't really do what they showed in that first uh, in that first trailer, the gameplay trailer. Um, maybe the next gen games, but we'll have to see. But the other thing that got pushed really hard was this idea of this dark zone. Oh, like it sounds so ominous, right? And it was this idea in in the trailer, the gameplay trailer was, you know, you, you have you know, four of your fr- you have three of your friends, you're all you know four of you running through. And you get some gear, you kill some enemies, some AI, and you get, you loot up, you get some cool loot. And then you head and you pop the flare to extract the gear, because it's contaminated. And the other team shows up, and you take them out, because they're here, they're they're rogues, they're here to take away your gear. You know, they, they decided that they, they want to fight you, even though they don't have to. And, and it's so cool, and then the last second, at the end of the trailer, one of the members of the group goes rogue like that's such a cool concept right and what i think is a problem is that from an actual like game mechanic point of view like that those situations just don't work right the dz is a thing that ever since the first game and even today and maybe just this game in general and maybe all games is and i've talked about this concept before that if people if if the if the however many millions of people who bought division 2 if they all played the game the way that they're quote-unquote supposed to, then it's a perfect game. Because it, everyone does everything the way it was designed to be done, right? The missions get played the certain way. The, the end game gets played the way they want. The You do everything the way that the engineer said they wanted you to do it. And therefore, you love it. Problem is, is that that's not how humans work. And the the best example I have is... Um, if you're like a civil engineer and there's a new sidewalk that has to go in and a new neighborhood um, but in the in the sidewalk in the middle of where it's supposed to go there's a tree so the engineer will design the sidewalk and say how deep it needs to be how wide how far away from the road all of that fun stuff and when that sidewalk gets to the tree the engineer will design a nice little curve in the sidewalk uh, you know a nice little arch and it'll go around the tree and It'll still look nice. It'll fit with everything. And, and then it you know the tree isn't a problem. They'll have to remove the tree. Say it's an endangered tree. It can't be removed. So they put in the sidewalk. But if you go back there a year later, what you're going to find is you're going to have a sidewalk and you're going to have a tree. And you're going to have this sidewalk that goes around the tree. Um, but then between the two straight parts of the sidewalk and, and right on top of the tree, you're going to see a trail Walked through the grass and the grass will be worn away where the people walked and they took the they took the sh- the shortcut you know the people see the sidewalk they're supposed to walk around it maybe some do but other people are just going to walk straight they're just going to walk you know right beside the tree and, and and not do what they're supposed to quote unquote supposed to do and i and i think that's how games are i, I think that these developers and designers and they 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 think like, well, I'm going to design this mechanic in this game, Division 2 being a good example, and that's how people are going to use it. And then they don't, <laughs> because that's not how people are. People are lazy. People are efficient. Lazy is a bad word. People like to be efficient. Uh, we see this with the M1A situation. Um, it's not the most fun way to play a game, but it's definitely the easiest. So that's why people are doing it. And that's why they get super mad when it gets taken away, especially when they aren't told about it. And I think the DZ is another example of that. The the DZ, and this is what originally set people off on me like a year ago, is the the DZ isn't supposed to be a PvP zone, even though that's what some of the quote unquote PvP hardcore, three hundred and sixty no scope four hundred and twenty smoke every day, people think it is. It's it's a farming zone. It's a place to get gear. Um where you might fight people you'll definitely fight ai and you might have to fight other people or maybe you'll help them see that's the thing is that it's supposed to be this idea that you're going in you're hitting landmarks you're fighting random groups whatever you're accomplishing tasks and there's a chance that someone could roll up or a group of people could roll up and be like you know what i want to take what they have and they flag rogue and they kill you and they take your stuff and then you respond and try to go get your stuff back like that's the idea the problem is that there's a lot of people and it seems like the majority of people who are the most vocal about it that that's not they aren't they don't care or they don't like or whatever the the goal of the DZ they their goal is different and their goal is to just they want to be a PVP zone i i i want to go 4v20 again like in division 1 as if that was the point of division 1's DZ which it wasn't <laughs> that wasn't That wasn't, you know, they didn't design division one's DZ for people to stand around doing emotes until one group decides to go rogue and then everyone melts them. They didn't design the DZ one or two for people to stand at checkpoints and kill people until they're on manhunt and then run away into a corner or on top of a rope and to just kill people until they get bored and then they lose their manhunt status like that That isn't what either game was for. And, and while people obviously had fun doing those things, that that doesn't mean that that's what that, that's the point or, or that that was even good. Um, a big argument I've made about the DZ and PvP and Division is you can have fun with it and it's still bad. And that's a concept I think that a lot of people either can't wrap their brains around or they just don't care about is that there's a difference between like good mechanically designed gameplay and especially in pvp and fun uh absolute trash tier hot shit messes of games can be fun but they're not good right um and i think that's kind of where i stand when it comes to like the the division pvp and, and and i did even back you know when I used to play a lot more of it more so in division one less so now but I still think that people they, they kind of lose that sense of like but I'm having but I, I had fun um and, and the reason I stand behind that pretty well is I don't know many of these people um, there's not many people who play solo who think the DZ is fun and I've, I've had people tell me like oh well the DZ with a group is pretty fun But the thing is about groups is that Anthem in a group is fun. Fallout 76 in a group is probably fun. Almost anything that you can do with your friends or with other people is is fun. Even if the actual activity sucks. And, And I think that's just kind of a point that gets lost a little bit. So yeah, I just, I think the DZ in general... And this is something I'll talk about in the next segment. I think the DZ at some point has to just be accepted that one, the developers obviously have a different idea of what they want the DZ to be than at least some of the players. And the thing about the DZ in general is that even if the DZ is quote unquote perfect, say they design it very well, I still think the number of people who are interested in that kind of gameplay is really small. Uh, it's something like my, the PVE-DZ argument as well. Say they implement a PVE-DZ, or say they fix the DZ. It's it's not like there's anyone right now who would go into like a PVE-DZ... Um, who who is currently like in the regular dz so it's not like you're going to take anything away from people who already like the dz if there's someone who likes going in there and killing other people and that tension they're in there today but what i'm getting at is that for like the pve dz that that would just open up more play opportunity for people who aren't interested in that thing and then going back to the dz in general is i just don't think that even a really well-designed DZ even appeals to that not that much of the player base and that's only really been reinforced by a lot of the responses I got on that Twitter post and leading into that the thing that I do think would appeal to a lot more people is conflict you know the skirmish mode in division one when it came I was like oh crap this is what I've really wanted DZ, the kind of free-flowing gank fest, whatever that is. Cool. People who like it, that's fine. But this skirmish thing, man. I love Call of Duty. I like Halo. I like shooter games where it's me and my buds against you and your buds, and we're going to see who can shoot better. And at the end of this, we'll know. Not this, you know, see who can abuse the mechanics better thing that I feel like you get in the DZ. Um... (sighs) but it never really went anywhere in division one. So then in division two, during the lead up, they had, they were talking about conflict a lot. And I was like, Oh damn, cool. Like they're finally, you know, we're getting like a conquest mode kind of, uh, again, like a death match mode. This is great. This is exactly what I wanted. And even since release, we've gotten this team elimination mode where it's a round base. It's almost like rainbow six siege. Um, but unfortunately it really just, ha- it's gotten a few balancing passes. They took away the, the normalizing, And that's been about it. There's been no events. There's been no reason to go in there other than some stupid assignments. There's been no, like, there's just been nothing that's pushed people towards conflict. And I think conflict, what I was saying before about the DZ, where I think its potential player base is actually pretty small. I think the potential player base, or even to bring people into the game who aren't normally interested in it, is much higher with conflict. Uh, because it's proven. I mean, you know, some of the most popular games are these round-based team deathmatch games. Um, now, that doesn't take away the fact that you know the, the, a game developer for another co- big company I talked to a lot um, pointed out was like, well, but the problem is with conflict is that it still exposes all of the issues with RPG PvP. Uh, you know, just the, the almost impossible challenge of balancing gear and, and all of those things, and which I don't, I don't disagree with. So I don't know. An idea that's been floated forever is that people just want, like, loadouts. Um, I still don't like that because I think that takes away the whole point of division, you know, of having your own gear. Um, But I think having a better, like, normalizing system, straight up getting rid of some things in PvP situations. Uh, An idea that's been floated before that I'm actually kind of all in at this point is, you know, different gear for conflict in the DZ than the LZ. I had an idea before Division 2 even came out that I thought it would be cool if you're in the LZ, you're doing missions, you're doing bounties, you're doing whatever you're doing, you're killing stuff, and then you walk into a DZ checkpoint, and your, your character takes off their LZ gear, because it's not contaminated, and has like a contaminated locker that they walk into, and they put on their DZ gear that's already contaminated, so they don't have to you know, mess up their good gear for the LZ and they can have gear that's suited just for the DZ. And that would be a lore, that that would be a way to use lore to explain why there's gear that can only be used in the DZ. And then you could balance that gear specifically. You can make sure it never had any skills on it, no talents, nothing that, you know, is, is not for PVP or not for the DZ use. And then you could require people to use that same gear in in conflict, say, and even normalize it, perhaps. I love that idea at this point. Um, If anything, I think it kind of makes sense from a lore perspective. Why should you wear the same gear in the LZ that you wear in the DZ if it can get contaminated? You know, Um, I, I just think that's a it's just that that'd be one way to make conflict. And I mean, and and conflict would just need so much more attention. It would need reasons to go in there. I think destiny Two does a good thing with its PVP. Um, I I haven't played much of it. uh, So I would need someone who knows more about it. But from what I've looked into is that people don't necessarily think it's like the best PVP in the world, um, but they do enjoy it um, overall. And they include it in, in the game as like a part of just playing the game. Uh, and they haven't tried to make it like perfect pvp but they've just tried to make it fun which conflict currently isn't uh to most people okay and then the final thing to cut from the from division in general would be the rpg element and so hold on to your chairs don't recoil don't give up on me net on me yet don't unfollow Excuse my stutters. Exclu- excuse my slurring, as a lovely review put it. But I think I've said it before. This is a thing I know will never happen. The Division is an RPG franchise. Fine, but what if it wasn't? The best example I have is is what if they would have made the Division kind of like a spiritual successor to ghost recon future soldier, which I think it kind of is if you play both games and you make it where, and and I'm going to talk about this actually after this segment, but I just think that this game had potential as a quote unquote realistic or, or more realistically based game grounded game because it tries to be you're shooting real guns you're shooting you're using gear that's real you're using you know even the skills are based on things that are real and you know may be real in laboratories that we will never see the The story isn't completely out of possibility you know the things that happen the characters in the game are all people that could exist or all things that could happen and then you have this magic element, right? That doesn't make any sense. It's explained by explained by nano machines and stuff like that. And um, and I just wonder what if this game wouldn't have gone that way. Now Ubisoft obviously has decided to make all of their games RPGs. Now even freaking Ghost Recon. I won't get started on Wildlands Breakpoint again. I just not a fan of them. I don't like where Ubisoft Paris took that franchise. And uh, I think it works sometimes. I think Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey are great. I think that uh, those games fit the RPG element extremely well. Um, I don't think Ghost Recon does. I don't think Far Cry does. If you were unfortunate enough to play Far Cry New Dawn, I, I, don't, I don't... And that's not it, it's not even a looter shooter. It's just like an RPG that they tried to kind of make it. And it's just a mess. It's so bad because I really liked Fall, uh, Far Cry Five. I thought it was great. I, I had uh, it was a little weak. At least I think they should have been more controversial with it, but it was fun. And New Dawn wasn't <laughs> at all. And um, and I have no doubt that the um, oh what was that game called that got delayed? The London one uh, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna remember it, but you know what I'm talking about, um, that got delayed, that's gonna be the same way, it's gonna be an RPG, uh, Watch Dogs, Watch Dogs 3, that's gonna be an RPG, I've even joked to people, kind of joking, but not really, that if they release another Splinter Cell game that everyone wants so bad, I bet it's an open world RPG game, and people are gonna hate it, <laughs> it's probably just gonna be Breakpoint with a new skin on it, because they keep trying to shove Sam Fisher into that franchise to make it relevant again. And it's just so cringy because Sam Fisher's fighting Terminators now, I guess. I don't know. I, (laughs) I just, um, I think maybe I, I would almost not be mad if, you know, hopefully Ubisoft pulls back on this push to make everything an RPG. And I sure wouldn't hate if uh division was maybe one of their first uh, tries at that, if they would, uh, cause you can still do the division with it out, with not being a PV, uh, an RPG, you can, you can still have skills. Uh you probably have to make them a little more realistic and not as like amazing and perfect. Um, but you could still do it. And I think it could be really cool, but I'm sure many will disagree. Feel free to let me know. Um, the other topic I have for today, uh, I'm going to save for next week, uh, cause I'm already running a bit longer than I expected to, uh, and it's going to be the division three. Why not speculate? So hold your pants for that one. After what I just talked about, it would be a little bit of repeating. So we'll talk about it next week and I can think on it a little bit more, uh, for community topics. I looked on Reddit and some other places, Twitter and so on. Um, some of the big ones I saw talking about the apparel caches, which to someone, at least like me, who hasn't really played that much is like useless at this point. I get these like keys and I have one item left. I have 99 out of a hundred items. And so I just keep using these keys and getting uh, credits that I can't use. Um, I'm really surprised. I, I'm still really bummed about the way they handled apparel this time because, With Division One, when you played through the first time, they had a bunch of kind of generic stuff, but you would have like a heavy coat in like four different colors, and then like a lighter coat, like a military coat, in like four or five different colors, and they kind of gave you this base set of clothing where, you know, like you know, you know, five, ten, fifteen different shirts and pants and shoes and hats and stuff of like four or five different colors each, and then they started putting in cool stuff or different stuff. And with division two, they just went like full fortnight with it and just everything, especially at the beginning, it was so goofy flip flops and Bahama shorts. And, and now some of the stuff they're giving out now is a little better, but I think what we really missed was they never gave us that like baseline of like, you know, fairly basic graphic t-shirts and shorts and joggers and, you know, hats. And, and we've got more ski caps than just like baseball caps in this game and it makes no sense i promise you in the middle of summer in washington dc no one in their right mind is wearing a ski cap even if it's tucked up above their ears so um yeah the apparel has been a big bummer i was really hoping that at some point they would maybe add items to the regular pool again that were just like fairly basic things that you could kind of like you could wear some like regular shorts and tennis shoes with like one of the cool apparel t-shirts that you get from a drop or something i don't know but yeah i i definitely think that's been a big issue the other one i'm like super into is the idea of mod organization so right now there's no way to like organize things by the slot that they go in in the mods which makes like making sure that you don't have like 15 of the same thing for one mod slot because it's pointless and, and that, that's something I've been like, it's been killing me since the game came out almost is that I wish there was a better way to organize that. Um, yeah. We'll save the rest of those for next week. Uh, Make sure had two questions. Uh, <laughs> if you have your own questions, feel free to ask in my Twitter discord, YouTube, wherever uh, Mick Short asked, would you rather own a highland cow or a water Buffalo? Well, I don't know what either one of those are, but the Highland Cow sounds fancier, so we'll go with that. Uh, And then, what is you and Lady Bond's pizza as a couple? Uh, Well, today, I'm recording this on Wednesday, is our 10-year anniversary of dating. We've only been married about three years, but uh, our pizza, uh, well, she likes things I don't. So I'd say the one that we get along with the best is probably pepperoni and sausage. Okay, so uh, to wrap this thing up, uh, I do have another podcast that I have started. It's the Xbox DadCast, where I'm talking about the Xbox Series X, any other news, speculation, from a casual Xbox fan dad point of view. If you want to check it out, you can look up the Xbox DadCast on all podcast providers. Uh, you can also check out the Twitter account for it. It's at Xbox Dadcast. Please take a moment to rate this podcast on whatever platform you are listening to it on. You can support the podcast and my other content by checking out patreon.com slash the echo I am bond on Twitch, where I promise I will eventually get back to streaming a few times a week. Uh, I'm also at bond diesel on Twitter. If you want some echo cast or bond merch, check out bond slash merch. That's all I have, so until next time.